Hello, welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life, a special banter episode off the fly. Back with us is Dr. Dylan Barnes. Welcome back from Busan, made the trip over. Gonna spend the, an afternoon here checking out uh, checking out the cherry blossoms and then you're gonna go spank Nate's team at uh, hockey later on, That's from right. what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Welcome back. Yeah, not much. Uh, Enjoy, weather's nice. Enjoying your, your spring vacation there? Yeah, just started. Spring break. This is for all the Hagwon teachers out there. This man has more vacation than you uh, than you can imagine. <laughs> That's uh, some encouragement I if do you're appreciate it. if you're looking to uh, to up uh, upgrade the the workplace. That's uh, that's pretty sweet, dude. Three weeks winter. Yeah, three weeks winter. I think you, now yeah, another a week one. in the spring. Last time you came, it was just before the winter. The summer, yeah. All right, it's a nice gig, but you worked hard for it, dude. That's uh, teaching job. I'm sorry? Teaching. Is yeah. It? yeah, yeah, teaching. Yeah. yeah. Computer scientist. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome. Anyways, um, so you've come in here with uh, with pretty big news. You have a uh, photo exhibition coming up. Is this your first one? No, it's not my first one. Okay. Uh, this is maybe my fourth or fifth one here in Korea. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you've had them back home too? Yeah, I've had them back home. In fairness. Ba- back home, they were probably a little bit more DIY. Mm. And I feel like here they've been a little bit, I don't know, just... Kinda, more profesh yeah just up Same in the game story. a little bit every time you know how, how do they come about here uh here, are you out there promoting yourself or a little bit people or? yeah like the first couple ones they were in like cafe spaces and stuff and this latest one is also in a cafe space but it came up a little bit differently than the old ones but the first couple like just if if i really like a space or you know the the owner of the cafe you know has like a really authentic feel or you know they're really into something and you know mm-hmm. we hit it off then i'll you know I'll offer like, hey, like you got a really nice space. I'd love to hang some pictures here. What do you think about that? Ah, so you're approaching, you're approaching them. Yeah, I used to. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lately, uh, it's been nice because I've been approached. Nice. Uh, more often, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. So cool. you hang them in there and leave them for yeah. weeks, months. Uh, usually weeks. Uh, the one, uh, so this one's going to be three to four weeks. The last one I did was at Sangsang Madang, which was it's like a, it's the KTNG, the Korean Tobacco and Ginseng Company. And they have like a like an arts and culture building, mm. and they have one in Seoul, and they just made one in Busan a year or two ago. Cool. And the gallery director had reached out to me two summers ago uh, to do like the grand open. Oh, cool! So that that was like the most official one. That one was really cool. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, huh? It was really nice. Uh, what's the <clears throat> what do you say? What's the 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 goal of, of doing it? It's to to sell your art is it to to show your art is it uh what's the what's the main idea behind it yeah are you looking for sales are you looking for yeah. exposure right 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 yeah, yeah uh, i guess more more so exposure uh not so much selling uh i have a hard time just pricing this mm. stuff you know what i mean like i don't know what people are willing to pay i don't know how they value my work i don't even know how i value my own work so it's like <laughs> i don't know how much to to charge when it comes to that um so really it's just like uh, showing work is just like a really healthy exercise in the photographic, like, I don't know, workflow, mm. I guess, you know, like everything's digital and, you know, uh, we're constantly just looking at things on our phone and, and, uh, we could talk more about this, but I, I specifically usually shoot film photos mm-hmm. and use film cameras. So yeah. the process itself is really tactile. And this is just one more of those things that like brings it into the world, sort of thing. It yeah. makes it real. Absolutely, so, yeah. nice. It's the process. I think we talked about that last time. The process of yeah, yeah, of yeah. doing it is is a lot of the fun, right? Right, right. And that's awesome. Do you, so, have you, do you develop your own films? Uh, I don't here. Um, 
at my old school where I used to teach back in Florida, uh, maybe about uh, seven years ago now, mm. seven to ten years ago, uh, my principal heard that I was like into photography and he was telling me like, oh, I used to have a dark room in my basement, yada, 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 did this in the bathroom. And um, he, he just kind of just kind of put that in my ear and he's like, hey, you should think about doing this like club with the kids and I think they would really like it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like at the same time of my my own interest kind of colliding with, you know, my boss talking to me about this, like we made something happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, you know, kind of all self-taught and uh, I know how to develop film and enlarge mm-hmm. prints. And, mm-hmm. and things you made like the dark room at school. Yeah, we made a dark room at the school, but it was kind of makeshift because it wasn't uh, at first, what we would do is is we would develop the film, and in order to get the film onto the into the tank, you need complete darkness. So you would do it in like basically what is like it looks like a black t shirt, mm. and you put your arms through the the bag, and it's it's light sealed, so oh, you okay, can't okay, see yeah, inside yeah. of it. It's got like elastic on your arms, and you just kind of like cut the film. You put it on, mm. you can't see it because it's in the bag. Um, and we would scan the the photos, so the kids would really like that. We would do black and white because it's a little bit easier. It's not yeah. as temperature sensitive. And then years later, uh, we had like a, like a loft attic at the school and he gave me like a section of the attic and I turned that into an actual dark room. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Huh. The podcasts that talk about film photography, like especially these days, like uh, inflation and, and mm. production costs and supply chain and, mm. um, you know, film is seeing a lot of increases in terms of materials and it's not exactly environmentally safe either. Mm. So, uh, you know, Fujifilm, Kodak, they're increasing their prices by 40 to 60% on Ooh. film and, you know, things are harder and harder to come by. They don't make necessarily new film cameras anymore so Mm. the ones that are really hip and popular with you know like gen z or even people all the way you know Mm. all the way people up to my age that are really into this hobby like there's no more supply Mm. you know and it's only getting smaller because things are breaking over time so So why stick to it then why not move to um i started uh with digital cameras um and i think there's just something about um, being patient and just uh, there's something more rewarding about just waiting for your images. Delayed gratification. Yeah, yeah there you just, go. Just yeah. waiting, just waiting for. Uh, and that uh, man, I remember buying just a single use or what do you call it, like the disposable cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you were young, you'd, it'd take you a month to to rip yeah. through a, a whole thing. You forget what what right. pictures you've even taken. You yeah. get them back after ninety percent are blurry, but those other ten percent are sweet. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, do you, exactly do you see an end to the film camera and and that kind of part of the industry? I don't think so. Uh, more and more people are being more and more innovative. I would say so. You know, with the I don't know. It does seem like it's like a transition period where. Uh, the old stuff is kind of coming to an end, but there are other people that are trying to pick up the slack. It's just very like, um, very like grassroots right mm. now. A lot of Kickstarter campaigns and stuff online yep. and things like that. But so. if the prices are that high and the demand is there, I mean, isn't it worthwhile for Kodak or Fuji to? I just think when it comes to the the digital space, the digital space is just so much bigger than yeah. film that the the demand is not that big and it's not worth the time. Yeah. Huh. Again, That's money all. trumps everything, right? Yeah. Instead of being known as the guys who will take care of all your needs for this part of, or this style of pictures. No, not worth it. Someone will fill the gap, man. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, something like will. Local. Yeah. <clears throat> if there's money to be made, there, someone will, right. someone will, will do that. Back to the uh, selling part. I don't know if it makes you uncomfortable, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm really curious. I mean, we've had a few experiences and we've had a few other people in here. What's uh, Mr. Kim? Jung Kim. Jung Kim, 
the artist, some other photographer guys, yeah. maybe not that I've been here, just we've had experience with. What, what would you do if I said I want to buy this picture? What would you? It's not for sale. Let me think about it. For what, you? Like what? what do you say? <laughs> but what yeah. do you say? Like that's what I said to the guy. I said, listen, if these are forty grand and you're willing to pay me ten to fifteen percent, I'm going to start throwing these out there. Right. Fifteen percent of forty grand is a decent cut if I can find someone to buy a picture. Right. I mean, especially if you're dealing, if you have connections in, you know, legal offices or embassies or, or whatever. I mean, man, he's got beautiful, beautiful work, but no one's going to see it sitting in his, in his uh, studio. Right. Um, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to sell things and I just, maybe I just don't know how to price it to make it like a viable business because I just don't view it that way. Especially these days, like when I first started out, I was like taking pictures of bands and stuff at like small mm. venues and my, all my friends were in bands and I would, you know, I charge like a hundred bucks to like take some promo photos mm. for the band or whatever. Or if they want me at a live show, charge them a hundred bucks. Um, but these days it's like if I'm working for someone or I'm providing a service, it's like I only really work with people I want to work with and I'm going to cut them a deal anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like. Um, if somebody I don't know is like, wow, I really like this or something like that. And I'm like, well, why do you like it? You mm. know, does it really maybe speak to you or something like mm. that? Or if they're just like, man, I, you know, if they told, if they came up to me and they were like, oh, I'll drop 300 bucks on this right now. I'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Twist know? my rubber. 30. 30? Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, that, but that's I what I mean. Is that yeah. like, is there a, that's not worth my time or like, like, what do you do? Do you just save the, I got thousands up on th- probably hundreds of thousands of pictures right. and, and from all over the world. And I didn't have a digital camera for my two huge, like one and a half, two year backpacking trips. And, uh, for the first one was just film. And the second one I had a, like a, a handheld, whatever. And I got a couple of those stolen too, I think. But I mean, wh- what do you do with them? If you're, you don't want to be insulted when someone says 30 bucks, but right. what's the alternative? Just hold on to thousands of these or? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. Um, Until the, when? What What is the? Well, the thing is, is like, yeah, I mean, the, some of them just end up being re- recycled paper. Uh, and I don't know, maybe that's something I actually do need to think about. Or maybe 20 years right. later, that collection sells for a million dollars. But that's that's Mr. Kim there. Like you go in and see and he's got 500 pieces or something in there. Like. Yeah hours and hours hand painted and what are you doing with all these right like are you if you die tomorrow i mean the guy's not young if you die tomorrow like what, what do you the price doubles right <laughs> I, I, does it for an unknown artist yeah. well i think uh van gogh no one knew who he was the 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 thing is is like when when i'm taking pictures i think i do have a specific purpose in mind and it's not to sell it it's it's for whatever purpose I'm, I'm I'm working on, and and these days I think I'm more concentrated on like like visual storytelling, perhaps, and, and just kind of floating around an idea, and that's kind of what the the latest ex- exhibition is is like a kind of a a short storytelling piece, and I just like you're right, I end up like framing and uh, printing, and we were talking about this before mm. we started talking today, like. It's not cheap to like no. ask somebody to print these things. But I, I think part of the thing is, is like I'm asking somebody else to print it usually when I'm doing this. So like maybe like my personal touch isn't on that final piece. So mm. I don't have any connection to it mm. personally. Okay. Like my connection is more with the process of taking the picture and like remembering where I was when I took that picture. So like that's where 
I think that's that, yeah, that's where like I hang on to it. Mm. It's not so much the the final piece. Like if I if I had a dark room and I was making like one of one, you know, silver gelatin prints of this uh, black and white photo or whatever, then yeah, I would be like, all right, well, this is a one of one. I'm the artist, and I would feel more connected to it that way. Mm. And then I would, you know, I would feel like that has value. Sounds like you need like a like a Facebook photo album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can can we talk more on like what your subjects are? What are the projects? Yeah, yeah, recent yeah. ones. Um. So I'll talk about uh not this current one, but the one before that uh mm-hmm. that I just did. Um, I took a just for fun. I took a, a like a visual storytelling class uh, through photographs on. Uh, I think it was through the Aperture Foundation, uh, through and it was taught by a famous photographer. His name is Alex Soth, mm-hmm. and. He kind of just talks about like uh, how to create a narrative in your images. And uh, he said that like one way to do that is to like copy, like kind of take the idea of somebody else and just put your own twist on it. So for the last exhibition that I had, um, I did a kind of a, a copy of Robert Frank's uh, project where basically he walked around his neighborhood and it was all black and white and it was only at night and he just took pictures that way. So mm. it was called like, I think it was called summer nights walking. And so what I did was, is I took my camera and I did all color film and I only walked around like my little neighborhood in Busan. Mm. And I just took pictures of, of things that kind of caught my eye. But basically after I took all those pictures, I kind of noticed a theme that like these really do evoke like certain emotions of like uh Busan in the summertime. Mm. Like you could see, that because of the because of the way film works and the way the the camera works is you need a you need to click the shutter a longer amount of time to let more light in so instead of going night, yeah, yeah. it's got to go leave it open and then and close so anything that's moving is very blurry right well if you have it on a tripod the things that are still stay still but the things that are moving are moving so the things that are moving in the images are very like subtle like the tree leaves are very blurry mm. but the car in front of you is very still mm. and so that kind of just like it's just like the story of like walking through the night in the mm, summertime mm, in Busan. Cool. So oh, that that was the last one and and that one was really cool. So I really like that one. How how many pictures would something like that into? Um I usually what I do is is I just I go nuts like in the process of creating images. I don't really care. I just kind of whatever I think is a good composition, I'll I'll take it. Um I'm not looking for any specific subject matter in in that regard. It's just like it's I'm working within these constraints. Let's see what's interesting I could find around, you know, mm. the neighborhood in that case. So I think Co- collecting that, data and then after you yeah, narrow yeah, it yeah, down. Yeah, kind of whittling the data down. Exactly. So mm. I think I ended up with like twenty seven images in that one. And actually this latest one is also twenty seven images, but uh that that final show was like very formal and it was like very evenly spaced out mm. and they were all in the same frame and it was very, you know, like yeah, just very formal. So 27 out of how many would there have been? Uh, at least double that, let's say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, okay. I, I would imagine. Okay, I thought yeah. you were taking like thousands. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I just go nuts, man. Like, I take <laughs> yeah, 30. Well, that is. Like, I take 30 in two minutes on the stream. Right. Well, that, that's yeah, also film. That is right? nuts with film. Uh, yeah. Oh, film, yeah. Sure. Right. So uh, you, can't, you can't just hold the button and click down. Um, so you do have to be more intentional. I got to set up the tripod and stuff like that. So yeah, it does make you more intentional. And that's also part of the reason why I like the process of using these cameras. 
Oh, very nice. That's cool. Sorry, I cut you off there. And then this one? Oh, apparently. it's all good. Yeah, so this one um, is going to be called What Last Lasts. And basically, the pictures that I'm taking are from within uh, the time of which uh, when I left Florida to move to Korea to now and the visits that I've made back home to Florida. So these pictures are, are only taken in that time frame from 2018 to now and only taken in Florida. And basically what the, the theme and the, the story is behind it is kind of how has my relationship with the idea of home changed after being away from home for so long. I don't live there anymore. And as time goes on, uh, one of the big pieces of this uh, work uh, this work is that my mother passed away mm. in the time in the past four years. Mm. So a lot of the, the bigger images or the ones that hold more value to me are like when I, you know, uh, I got the call from my sister that my mother passed away. I went home and the first thing I did was like, I'm going to bring my camera with me, you know, and, and kind of just document the space as it is mm -hmm. when I get back. So, yeah. How, wow. Is it broken down by event, by, by visit? By... Right. No, no, it's not. Um, <clears throat> by year? And I, and I could show you this. I, I have some uh, layouts and stuff like that. It's mm -hmm. just, however, uh, I throw all these pictures into Photoshop. So, for example, this is another example of like just having data collected. So mm. uh, when the cafe came to me, I wasn't really sure um, what I was going to do uh, for this show specifically, because I was kind of working under uh, not a lot of time. Yeah. So maybe two weeks to get ready. And I was like, I was thinking like, I don't have a lot of time to come up with a new project for this. So let me see what I have. And something else that I'm actually currently working on is another project, which is more of a, a photographic reappropriation of this box that I came across uh, after my mom passed away, which held all these things from basically the time when uh, her and my dad were together before me. And uh, I, I want to use that and I, I've scanned all those things and I want to make that into a bigger body of work. But when I went back uh, and thought about the things that I want to talk about or the things I want to show for this, uh, this exhibition, this is kind of what I landed on. So I had these images. I, I said, I need to whittle it down and, and this is kind of where I ended up. Cool. So you said what lasts, what lasts, lasts? Yeah. I just think if I, if I went home and I think, how would I put that into pictures? Can you give us a little insight <laughs> into what we're going to see or? Yeah. What, what, like, I mean, how do you, how many times have you been back? Uh, maybe four times. Four times. Four or five times. Every two years. Huh? So are we talking like five pictures out of each time maybe or? It, yeah, it does. There's no, yeah, there's no constraint on that. So the, the pictures that I take, like I always have a camera with me, I bring it with me and um, maybe I go back and I end up taking a, a short drive with a good buddy of mine that I've been friends with since, you know, mm. 10, 15 years ago, but we still get together every time I'm back. So that's that, you know, that's, those are the kinds of images, like just images that, um, I don't know, just kind of record the passing of time. Mm -hmm. just that there's no like like it's oh, a stamp a stamp in the entire right, exactly so it's not like hey let me take a picture of you i'm working on this project it's mm. just like i'm just taking these pictures and then i'm retroactively going back looking at them and trying to find what the message is yeah, yeah. Oh, cool so to you there's an obvious story behind all this when the average guy comes into the cafe or the gallery or whatever right. what does i mean everyone interprets them different and, and that's to each his own but i mean is it what, what do you, do you ever, th not that you care, but do you ever think what the average person thinks when they see it? Like what lasts, lasts, what I mean, 
probably I, I without direction or instruction, I can't put right. these together to how how the guy come up with this. Like, what's the connection? But here? that's the right. that's the idea of having the the exhibition, right? You're there to explain it, or yeah, you, yeah, and I'll be there, and and I guess more explicitly, um, you know, the title will be printed on the wall, and there there'll be a short summary, okay, of that, and you know, and what the work includes, and kind of what the over, you know. The overlying theme is, yeah. Um, and I, I do plan on hopefully having like some sort of artist talk, you know, in the coming days. And, cool. And hopefully that'll. I went to Ulsan Museum, you know the the new one that just opened up over there, right Museum next to where you, yeah, where Nate got married there. Um, <clears throat> the you know looking at some of the like Nate was saying, you look at some of the artworks like, what the hell? What the hell am I looking at? And then you you need to once you read the explanation, you're like oh oh I get where they're coming from or whatever. Oh cool, very nice. Right. Yeah, what? Uh, how long is it going to be uh, up for? I don't know if you asked that. Yeah, three you're going to be there. Weeks. You're going to be there for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be it'll be up this Friday. Yeah. Uh, so I'll be working Thursday night to install it, mm. and it'll be up starting Friday. So yeah, I'll be there Friday probably. And where is it? Uh, it's at a place called Newport. Uh, it's a new spot uh, in Busan and Guangan, uh, specifically Namchon, and um, it's a it's a new space that's created by this uh, husband and wife duo. They're graphic designers and do really good work. They met uh, my wife, who works at Lululemon, when Lululemon opened the new store in Busan, and they wanted to make like a community map. Mm. And so they um, they hired them to make this map, and then. When they moved into their new space, now it now it's a graphic design studio, store, cafe, multi-purpose. Right, nice, right, nice. right. Nice. It's got like a small loft gallery, and yeah. So uh, me and my wife's friend uh, was talking was talking to them, and they said, uh, you know, we're looking for someone to teach yoga on Sundays, and so now you know my wife's a yoga teacher, so now she's teaching yoga there on Sunday mornings, and you know they said, hey, we have this gallery space, and they said, hey, you know, you should talk to Dylan. And in in your experience, what are what are these if they approach you, what are they after? Or if you approach them and they say, sure, what are they getting into? Or what is this just people who want to share the arts? Or what is the common thread? Or what are they, when they ask you, do you have anything you can put up here? What are they after? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I would assume that they they have seen, uh, if they've approached me, they, I'm assuming they have seen some of my work somewhere um, mm. and that they just appreciate it for, you know, uh, one purpose or another. Or your wife's a really good yoga teacher. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, so uh, that also works. And, uh, but yeah, when it, I guess it's, it's interesting too, because I, I've never really thought of that because if I'm approaching them, I, from their perspective, it must just be like, who, who's this guy? And why does he want to put pictures up in my cafe? And what does he take pictures of? And yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, right. um, but yeah, uh, sometimes uh, we just have a conversation right then and there. We'll, or we'll set up like a, a future date and just kind of really hash it out. Um, some places are really like, they're really supportive. Like the, the one we'll be doing this weekend is super supportive and it, it, it's just, it's always helpful when you're on the same page or they give you like just the right amount of freedom. I feel like some other places they might have their own vision. Mm -hmm. Like they, they might feel that they also have a creative vision and they want your, my pictures to fit a certain look or something like that. And I can do that, but sometimes I really mm -hmm. don't really like being pigeonholed like that mm. you know like i want to do what i want mm -hmm. to do if you're going to yeah. ask me to but that's a problem to two creative people 
Right. Trying to <laughs> trying to get their way with the other guy's stuff. Like, <laughs> I mean, have you done commissioned works before? Uh, yeah, I have. Okay, um, nice. and and I I've done like shoots and stuff like that too, and and just you know providing a service, I guess, mm. and, you know, just taking pictures for events or mm. or concerts or stuff like that too. I was gonna say, how how do you fund it? I mean, to frame like, do you always use the same size frame and reuse them for every? Everyone or no, I don't. I, I mean, yeah. but, I mean it's, but, but it's this, this, expensive. Well, so I was gonna say this goes, anything. Yeah, like, this goes back to what you were saying before. It's like I end up like, you know, I I don't invest a whole lot of money in in framing, but it does add up very quickly when you're talking about 27 different frames that sure. are a two size, right? But so, even going and coming and getting them and talking on the phone and just everything, man, like. Everything <clears throat> takes a lot of time and effort, and yeah, I, and then I when there's the word, a, there's but... a financial cost on top of it. I mean, you get down to a point where you must say, like, is how much is it worth to me? What's worth it? Right, right, right. Well, I was gonna say I hate the word, but it is a passion project, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's a it's a labor of love for sure, and. And when but then, you know, the, mon- the money shouldn't factor into that, you can go spend a hundred bucks at a bar in a night. You people wouldn't bat an eye, but yeah, suddenly you want to buy frames for your thing. It's like oh, calling it into question. Right. Shit. If you like it, fucking do it. And like I said, I don't invest like it's not like I'm spending like three hundred dollars per frame or anything mm. like that. So I just end up selling it on the used market or whatever. Mm. Somebody needs some frames. Okay, here's a box of frames. You know, mm. go nuts. Nice. But like you said. Um, how much should I value the work itself? Like the prints, the final outcome, the thing that exists mm. in the real world. And the question is, is I should value it somewhat and, and sell them because mm. I do end up just recycling these prints that mm. I'm just, yeah, in a, in a way, I'm just kind of throwing money at it and, mm. and throwing money away because I'm like, I just, I, I asked, uh, some online service to just print this for me. It's not a big deal. Mm. You know, and that's, that's how I see it. And that's what I think like the, the passion projects, I don't know if, I mean, they don't come to an end, but I mean, once finances get in the way, I mean, you can only do so much. You can only stretch it so far. Right. Before, it, I mean, if you get asked to do another big one, then you, oh, I'd love to do this, but I just don't have the funds to, to do it. Right. right. Well, for the, do I want to go into right. debt for this? Do I want to borrow for this? Right. Do I want to ask you guys for something for it? Like, Well, for the cafes and stuff, usually uh, we just kind of work on relationships where it's like, all right, well, you're giving me a space, so I'll I'll take care of my own costs yep. sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of that, – that has been the majority of my interactions with, like, smaller places. But, like, the big place – the big places like Sasan Madang and, like, when I did that, like, that was a paid gig. Like, they came. They knew me. They found me. They were like, we're, you know, cut you a check for X amount, yada, yada, yada. Nice. So how do you – And and they pay for materials. Like, that, that wasn't part of – being a paid artist, you know, there's cool. also more money. But same with that one. That. How much are you worth? Right. You're going to pay me? Okay. Right. Or, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you just... Hey, just, hey, hey. Let's negotiate well, yeah, I mean, well, I yeah. mean, the business part comes into it, right? And you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, you just, you look yeah, at it and you say, between... is that enough? Like, I don't know. This is a huge company, you know, and, and how much, you know... It's never enough. <laughs> right. It's never enough. Yeah, it's never enough. Everyone's and, and trying to make it the a, least. And if it's and if it's a big company and you're like, man, this this building's like Nothing. nine floors big. It's in the middle of Samyon. Like, and how many people are going to be walking in and out of this thing? And they're going to be selling merchandise and this, that, and the other thing. And yeah, yeah it, uh, certainly you start to inflate that money. You know, like you're like. Eight they, million. They could afford me. You know what I mean? You, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. There are ways, though. I think, like, start, even you start small, you can approach like small businesses to set up their stalls or. Like just advertise on sponsors. But this is what I mean. It ends up, weren't we talking about this with someone else? It ends up becoming business and then you lose the love passion. Right, right, right. Mm. right. And, and, and 
because you want to do some of these things to fund the passionate side of it. Right. If you could cut back, you know, 30% of your cost instead of recycling them, I mean, that can go a long way towards buying film that's 40 or 60% more expensive. Right, 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 right. Yeah, where eventually right. if you follow your love too far you might end up I don't mean you but you could end up bankrupt I mean <laughs> if your love is classic cars I mean you better have deep pockets because right. you're not going to get far restoring classic cars if you don't did so, you uh, for your I can't remember the letters you used in Somyeon there what was the name of the place Sang Sang Madang oh KTNG yeah yeah did you Accept the first offer? Do you negotiate with them? Oh no, the first offer was <laughs> yeah, was it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, yeah. I was I, very happy with it. Yeah. I was saying I watched the um, King. Tank. No, no. Have you seen oh Shark Tank? Oh, dude, I can't stop watching those things. I'm I'm, I'm quitting everything. I'm going to be yeah. an inventor. Yeah, you want to negotiate everything. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you five percent. But I think just thinking back to that, like, like I said, like I think I I like to think I choose wisely with who I work with, you know, and like. I'm not getting screwed, you know, they're not getting screwed and, and everybody's just kind of happy. And, and I know that, you know, if you follow it too deep, but I feel like I, I don't know, this, this is going to go back to our previous chat, but just keeping a balance, you know, mm. like just, you got to keep that balance sheet and you know, like what, what do you feel okay with, you know, and, and what does your wallet feel okay with too, right? Mm. End of the day, does it get zeroed out? Sorry. I don't know. Like the money you put in, you put in, but that's, yeah. And that's, yeah. That, I mean, that, that makes it. When when it comes to a point to where I need to keep track, that, that, that's where Mm -hmm. I won't love it anymore. Right. So, so if I, if I'm losing enough money, I just, I, I I would really have to reconsider. Yeah. Buy my bread. (laughs) I was going to say something. We got sidetracked and I was going to, I, Totally lost. <laughs> no, I, was just, I watched that uh, that King Arthur movie yesterday. You know that the uh, King Richard. Did I say King Arthur? You said King <laughs> yeah. Arthur. Will Smith pulls up the sword out of a stone. <laughs> no, the uh, King Richard. Yeah, that's the William sister's dad. Yeah. Um, and just talk about negotiations. Like, uh, there's one point where I don't, I don't know if it was Puma or, or something, but they offered. Um, Venus Williams before her first pro match they said listen we'll sign you right now three million well, like in he said no right oh yeah I can't remember if he did or if he let her say no but okay. he, he was definitely influencing the influencing the decision but she turned down three million she's like no, they haven't even seen me play that. Play yeah, my dad and just having that power, and I never made another book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that hold on, that's we're talking about that. Like, dude, when you watch this movie, you're gonna get the idea like. Her dad, like, he could have totally ruined their careers. It ended up totally working out, but he made some wild decisions. You're like, what are you doing? He did, like, everything was unconventional and ended up with the two best in the world. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a nut, but. But that's what I was saying. Like, if you're not, if you're not successful, like, you're a dope. Yeah. You know, but. He he made some big, big decisions, man. It was wild. But if you find success, like, people think you're a genius. I was, I was going to say, what about. I mean, I don't know how popular or famous your your works are in Busan, but if if your works catch on and and they start bringing in people, I mean, now you go, okay, well, these guys are coming to me now, mm-hmm. and they know I don't care, so they they give me some lowball whatever. <clears throat> I know it's going to bring in a lot of people because now my work's getting pretty popular. Uh, again, I mean, you did it because you love it, but now they come at you with some cheesy offer. Is it just sorry, guys? I'm worth more than that. Like, right. What once your your work establishes itself and becomes, you know, whatever X level, where yeah, you I know, think it brings people in. I mean, that's 
I'd be coming after you. Hey, bring your stuff to my shop, man. Right, right, right. Well, like, like I said, I think I just, uh, you got to pick who you want to work with. Yeah. I, I, you could easily just say no and walk away. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's, it's a labor of love. And if I don't want to put my labor or my love into it for yeah. somebody that I don't care about, like, I'm just not going to. Yeah. What, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on ours, but what do you, do we talk about home before? How you define home? Like, is it here? You've been here for 10 years, yeah? Yeah, no, I've only been here for four years. And Four years? Yeah, I've only been here for four years. I thought it was seven, no? I, I was said, seven years ago when I when I talked to my principal. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Old school. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you worked at your old school for seven years. Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so I've only been here for four years. So mm. I, I still feel like I know you guys have been here for like forever. Mm. So yeah. you guys are basically already dying. Here, so. well, yeah. But... <laughs> But I mean, it's funny when I when I'm talking to my wife and I say home, I'm talking about Canada. She's like, "What do you mean home? Do, you've been here, for- like yeah, you've been here for so long." But then even on when we say home, if, if we're having a discussion, we say back home like that. It, it, we're not talking about Mugadong or Okdong. Like it's we're, it, we're specifically referring to Canada. That's uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird. Yeah. kind of middle place to, to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I've been living here four years, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I'm in like. Like I said, like you guys have been here a while and you mm. still don't refer to here as home. You, yeah. know, you still say back home and you, you think about Canada. But when I'm in Canada, I call here home. Yeah. Oh, yes. But this is... So where do you belong? No way. I belong in the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I, I just think I'm a global citizen. I'll, I'll right. go anywhere, anytime. No problem. Yeah. But this is, this is the place I've lived more than anywhere else. I mean, I moved around for hockey when I was young. Yeah. And then... Right. And, and I... Like, this is the longest place I've lived anywhere in my life. So this is, I mean, in some ways, more home than a lot of other places. I mean, the guys at the University Street here, they've seen me grow up from, from 23 to 23, yeah, 23 to, to 42. And, and you know, we see some of the guys are like, you're still here? <laughs> I'm like, dude, almost as long as you've been here, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, like, people at home don't know me that well. They couldn't tell you my escapades and, and whatever, you know, <laughs> what, what my family's up to, how old my kids are, but, but the guys in Oakdong and Mugadong could. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, this this is home in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, I guess, just to preface it, because mm. I don't know, but uh, just the idea from this current exhibition is, you know, where is home? And so, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a transitory period, but I, I feel the similar to you. Like, just kind of wherever you put me, I'll be. Yeah. But... I also felt, I, I guess it's just kind of how I've lived up to this point is just like, I grew up in New Jersey and for a while I thought like New Jersey was home, but then time passed and I spent 10 years in Florida and now I'm here for four years and Jersey I mean, Shore came out and you're like, I'm, uh, I'm going to well, Florida. Well, that's exactly yeah. where I'm from. So yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like skateboard kids that like pestered the Guidos on the beach, you know? So, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, n- now I just say I'm from Florida, you mm. know? So, like, I don't say I'm from New Jersey. But if mm. somebody brings it up, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I lived there my, you know, half my life or whatever. So but That's even up with the guys. Like, we had a buddy back in town there a couple weeks ago. And, like, some guys will say, well, ask Nate. He's from Winnipeg. And other guys will say, well, he's from Thunder Bay. <laughs> because, I I mean, that even, like, I even I don't know. So, I, I was born in Thunder Bay, but I left early at 15. So, and then when I when I finished that season, my family moved to Winnipeg. So, I mean, then I was already confused. Where's home? Where I play hockey? Where I'm born? Where my family is? And then it was just a, a typhoon of places since then. So, but that's going to be, I think, more the norm 
now than it was in in the past 50 years right people sure. living in different different oh, spaces yeah, their yeah. whole life moving 10 yep. years here 10 years there digital nomads you see all that speed um where is it in europe in eastern europe they offer the digital nomads like if you can prove three or four grand a year in income or a year sorry in uh, a month in income from your whatever website you can go they'll give you a visa to work for a couple oh, years wow, really? and it's cheap as chips man uh sure to, Why not? to live you're gonna there, spend yeah. your money there <laughs> yeah sure come spend your money korea should be all over it i don't know if it was uh come and spend shit, your dollars where was it might have been like Croatia or somewhere, but the guy was showing like this is a day in my life. I wake up, go to the cafe, have breakfast in in an espresso for like three bucks, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Looks so nice. Looks so nice. But I read about people going to Panama, having similar to that. Like oh, maybe like, maybe that's what it was. They have like know. resorts there for people who just want to work remotely. Oh, that's hilarious! So they, they that's all Southeast yeah. Asia, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> when I when I backpacked Southeast Asia ten years ago, I mean, those guys there were already guys everywhere, yeah. digital nomads. It was it was all over the place. Speaking of digital, you also have a digital camera. I do. Yes. Yeah. Because those shots took the other day are from a digital camera, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I haven't owned a digital camera in a really long time. This is the first one that I've I have felt uh, I don't know attached to in a really long time. Like it. it it, I don't know. For some reason, what? it kind of mirrors the the process or the result of mm. uh, film. So, so you're I here talking about film, film, film. But I was like, I don't know. Like your pictures at hockey tell a cool story, and there's lots of interesting stuff. But why you don't want to waste your film on on us ugly guys? But <laughs> uh, what joy does that bring, or or where does that fit in to just whip out that one and start take clicking away? Or, yeah. or do you? I mean, do you click a lot more with that one than you do with? Uh, I don't think I, I do. So the digital camera I have is a, it's a medium format camera. So it's, it's just bigger by nature and it's got a bigger sensor mm. on it. And, uh, just, I guess it's, it is like a little bit of a slower camera. It's probably a little bit more like not studio based, but just more still life. Like I'm not going to go out. You can't go out with that camera and go take pictures of like race cars and stuff, you know, mm. or, or high action. So, um, the things that I'm taking pictures of still have to be like pretty still got to take it kind of slow be very intentional things like that and i i had just gotten it uh when i went to go play that ball hockey tournament up in seoul i bought it on dongan uh-huh. and then i came back with it and but this is like my so after that after our last talk when i told you i wanted to start bringing my camera i i just bought that camera and i was like you know what this is my first project with this camera so this is just the tool for the job at the moment and i'm just kind of playing around with it so the Fuji cameras themselves, the digital cameras, have film simulations built into them, and they also have native cropping, which just means you can change the aspect ratio before you shoot the picture. Mm. So if I want to shoot, you know, one by one squares, I could just set that and then pull it up, you know, to my eye, and I mm. see in a square yeah, yeah. instead of cropping it later. Mm. It, so again, it's all about like what does it look like as I'm going through that process, and that's why it's similar to film to me. Um, the nice thing is that I don't have to pay for development and stuff like that. So right now I'm really enjoying it actually. Um, I thought of doing one for my kids, like hockey night in Olsen, you know, hockey night in Canada. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to do like hockey night in Olsen and, and I thought of doing something like this and I started, <laughs> I got burnt on the first day. Um, I had, you know, like you see those ones on, on TV where what, 24 hours, what's that thing? Like Stanley Cup in the playoffs, they go oh, behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, 27 yeah, yeah, yeah. and 29, like, no, 29 like, like those kind of, I think 30 so. and 30. I, I, don't, I don't even think I've watched a full episode of those, but 
my buddy was on a couple of them. He's the therapist for the Leafs. But they go behind the scenes, you know, a couple shots, guys tying skates, taping right. your stick, and you're like, I feel it, man. I, I feel yeah, like yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm in the dressing room, like I'm part of the team or whatever. And I think they're really cool, and you get in those behind-the-scenes moments. So I started doing it with the girls, and I had them, you know, pulling their bags into the rink and then, you know, lifting them down the stairs or whatever and and holding their stick or putting their helmet on, tying their hair or whatever, tie, or getting their skates tied. And then I went out and got a couple shots of the Zamboni. And the Zamboni guy went bananas on me. <laughs> Nate, why? You can't take pictures of the Zamboni. And I was like, why not? Mm. Like I was I was doing a cool one of the tires, like when he turned the corner yeah. and, and the the cloth on the back. This is he not supposed to have? Like nothing, nothing <laughs> crazy, right? Like and Illegal, I was doing it with my phone. Legal cloths, eh? I was doing it with my phone and I was like, I had it down by the ice. He's like, what the hell is he doing? He's gonna report me for not having uh my tires have enough pressure in them or something. And I was like, dude, just relax, man. And he's like, don't ever take a picture of the Zamboni again. I was like, What's the Zamboni? Cleaning the, clean the ice machine. The resurfacer. Yeah. Which is one of the coolest shots is the Zamboni and, you know, get him from the tires and then right. fading away until he comes up. So I really wanted to do one of those with the girls. And I thought it'd be an awesome thing to have and to show mom and dad and what are people at home. A lot of it's like editing too, though, after. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw in the little slow-mo going up. But then the Zamboni got some cool off there that I haven't been back to it yet. Um, (laughs) How long ago was that? But probably two months, three months ago. Oh, really? Oh, sweet. So you should get back to that. So I would like to to continue. And then when I see you taking those and I think, yeah, it'd be fun to put all that together and kind of... You know, have the story of a night of hockey in, in Ulsan. Yeah, exactly. I love, uh, you see a lot of guys doing stuff with iPhones too, right? Like they'll do that. They'll have their phone like this and like whoosh. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, the, the way they put it together, it's amazing, people are man. so good with that. It's wild, You see right? like Instagram yeah. stories, people are like, I don't yeah. know. And I, I don't know if it's like this in the States, but like just the amount of camera accessories that, that are so accessible in Korea. Mm. Like you can go to Artbox and you can get like a cheap gimbal, like yeah, it'll break if you don't, you know, if you don't take care of it. But, like, man, like, you can go pick some stuff up, like a ring light or whatever. And, mm. and you got a little bit of lighting. You got a steady camera. And, yeah. well, come on. And this ready is, to go. This is one of the stereotypes, isn't it? I mean, well, yeah. Start I mean, when you see the Asians, I mean, they all come with, like, two-foot-long cameras. and But, I mean, here, like, in Canada, those are, like, like real photographers. Right. In Asia, it's like every university student has a $1,000 camera. And you're like, oh, really? Huh? Oh my god! Like even on campus last week, like the amount of kids with cameras, like with huge lenses, I'm like, that's just like your hobby camera. Hold on, I'm gonna show you what, a picture. What happened to like? But now the phones are so good. But I mean, yeah, the there was a time there, maybe like maybe five to ten years ago, when those huge SLRs were just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And and I mean, it was kind of like a trait. Like you know, when you're in China, Japan, Korea, if you're on any kind of sightseeing circuit, there's gonna be local and and other tourists from northeast asia that just have these massive cameras dude how much are one Gyeongju? of these was in Gyeongju the other day oh, wait, yeah. sorry how much are one of these lenses check that out bazooka oh wow oh yeah those those are big yeah those are long ones 7200 you know, can 50, shoot like bucks, two grand, probably. really yeah i have an 18 18 to 200 and it's it was like 200 and something bucks yeah but so, the, the 70 to 200s, usually they have like an, uh, a, the maximum aperture is like 2.8, which allows a lot more light in. So it's a faster lens. Yeah. And that's what they say. It's a faster lens. So. There was there was 20 of those guys 
and there was one bird in the tree and they're all just like Whoa. everyone was just waiting for it. dude it was like this tiny little this tiny little bird i don't I was, know how they knew that it was going to be there at that time but i was going to take one on friday in gyeongju and i was like when did photography gear turn into like full army fatigues these guys are all decked out in full camel everything. I mean, I, okay, I thought, okay, maybe this guy, Swing would, look, out of a tree. Maybe this guy <laughs> would look different if he was in the forest trying to take pictures of birds and what he's seen. But, I mean, he's walking around in, like, the tourist center of Korea right now during the cherry blossoms. And, like, there's, like, six of them. And they're fully decked out in full army gear. The Tilly hat, everything. Full backpacks. You know, two, three cameras each. Two, three tripods. And I was like, wow. Yeah, you, well, you got to look the part. It's like, the... it's like anybody who goes hiking, right? <laughs> Dude, that's the mountain. The mountain just behind here. It's so funny. So funny to see the eighty-liter backpacks and big, you know, and (laughs) and big. uh, I I just think those are more useful, maybe than than the camera crew that just has all this stuff. And I'm like, wow. But I mean, it's exciting. Here, people have a lot of disposable income. I don't. I don't. They also have the biggest credit card debt, so I don't know how disposable (laughs) it is. But they're not afraid to spend it. And yeah, it's exciting at the beginning of um, at the beginning of um, what do you call it when you're starting out a new hobby. You, you don't want to feel like there's a lot of FOMO here too, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to show up with the with the shittiest gear. Or, Man, I yeah. bought a fifty five two hundred lens just to like look cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. then sold it. <laughs> what was the? Uh, I'm I have a I have an espresso machine at home, and so mm-hmm. I'm always on the subreddit mm-hmm. looking at people's like espresso setups and oh, like my, watch, mine's, yeah. mine's low end. Man. Yeah. like you know I, I'm not taking pictures of mine and putting it on there. What, what do you? You got the. Little I got the Breville one. It's got a built-in grinder with it. Oh, but, beautiful. But I have a separate grinder now mm. because I have FOMO and I see everybody <laughs> else's grinder. Yeah. No, but um but the thing is is like everybody who posts like their espresso machine on the subreddit, it's just like it's like you got like the the Mac Daddy of all espresso <laughs> machines, right? And bean grinders and they got like LED lights. But like some people justify it by saying like, you know, if you if you pay once, you hurt once. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, all right, like if you if if you really like the hobby and you're gonna stay in it, but I think some people don't know that they're gonna stay in it, so it's like, why invest that much money up front? Like yeah. if you're just testing the waters. But I don't know. I, I to a point I agree with that philosophy in retrospect. Like mm. I mean, man, the I amount of cameras I have caught and released mm. over the past Oof, 10 years yeah. insane mm. and and i mean they, those were all like film cameras mm. and when i was buying them they were you know two three hundred bucks four hundred mm. and maybe i got up near a thousand bucks for a film camera that was mm. really nice but now it's like those cameras are like five grand Ooh. like the prices have just like mm. skyrocketed and i'm like i wish i never sold them mm. but of course <laughs> Wh- who who are we talking about to the other day who said um they still whenever you start a hobby you should just start like with a bare minimum and then slowly and slowly work up who was that shane oh shane, shane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's what it about. was yeah. yeah yeah i listened to that episode. yeah everyone should do that yep. he starts off he had the the well, yeah, when like you're a, building yeah, uh, he said sure the goal when you're building as, lean as, as, well. as lean as possible that's what yeah. it was, yeah. so when you have the the uh the film cameras how do you deal with manufacturing problem defects whatever yeah you don't so you just get rid of it trash it what do you yeah you just sell it for parts or something i mean there's plenty of like facebook groups and online marketplaces that'll that that are specifically geared to this like Mm. you know probably i don't know how many let's just say ten thousand people Mm. in the world that are on these things can you repair your own if i sit down i've repaired a couple like small things like uh like i had a knob on an old uh electrical film camera and 
I fix the knob or whatever. It's just like, you know, you just take it apart, you dust it out, and usually the contacts are just, you know, wearing out or something. But a lot of, like, a lot of the really popular film cameras are, like, 35-millimeter cameras that are point-and-shoot. So they're, like, this big, mm. and they're just, like, they're, they're like, fashion accessories. Yeah. You know, like, Kendall Jenner's got one, and, you know, G-Dragon's got one, mm. and Lisa's got one. Everyone's got one. So these are really expensive. Like, people want them because celebrities have them. But the problem is, is, like, those cameras, like... Once the electronics go out, like they're they're a brick. Yeah. Like there's no recourse for that. So, you know, huh. you're selling it. You know, you buy it for two grand, but then you're selling it for two hundred bucks for parts. Mm. You know, not uh, expensive hobby. Yeah. So there's there's I mean, there, but there's a lot of mechanical. You know, if you're really into it and you like the process and you like different cameras and stuff like that, there's a lot of is there a mechanical lot of moving... cameras that don't need batteries. Is there a lot of moving parts in the in the camera? Yes. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. in uh, in the film, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the film camera, yeah. Yeah. Not just a box. <laughs> I mean, some of, them are, some of them are, yeah. yeah. I, I have one of those too. Mm. I have a four, a four inch by five inch camera where you flip the hood over. Nice. <laughs> it I shoots mean, a. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, uh, how many cameras do you have on the go at once? I mean, on the I, go, I, I, I try to take one with me. No, no, but I, I have I, two I mean, with me today. I, I mean, if you're, uh, if you know that the, the break or the fail is inevitable. At some point, you must have a backup, no? Oh, well, like, uh, like, like if, I, if, I, if I leave the house, you mean? Well, I, just in general, I mean. Oh, no, I have, have. I mean, I have like 20 cameras. Oh, like, right. I, it's a collection. Okay. Yeah. I just, nice. I have a bunch of cameras and they, they sit in a, in a case. And whenever I'm feeling like using this one, I'll use this one. Ah. You go like mm-hmm. Tony Stark, you go and look yeah, at all, the, lot, yeah, all yeah. the different, uh, <laughs> all the different ones. Yeah. What, That's awesome. What does your wife think about your passion? She loves it. Hmm. She yep. loves it because all I do is take pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> digital or, or film? Uh, all, all the above. <laughs> I don't want that digital camera. <laughs> I'm better than that. Get it out of here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. She, like, she's so supportive because, like, I'll be like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, you know, I think I really need this one. She'll be like, yeah, whatever you want. And then she'll be like, well, which one are you gonna sell? And then so that that sometimes like <laughs> I I do get a little guilty. Like I feel like eh, maybe I should you know get rid of one, load one off, and then. Huh. pick one up or something but i yeah. uh i just learned recently that uh that you did the busan to seoul trip yeah what did you bring what kind of camera you bring for that i brought one camera i brought a film a waterproof film camera it's a it's a canon wp1 mm. and it's just a waterproof camera that canon made in the 90s i think and i just used that because it it, it took me six days to ride from mm. uh, busan to seoul and i just used that and it was, uh, the pictures came out great. I actually ended up using that series of images, uh, in a, in a, a magazine that me and my friend had self-published. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, at the start of the pandemic. Nice. So I did it. I, I rode, sold to Busan, I think 2019 summer. Mm. And then the year after that, maybe. Yeah. Oh, you did two years in a row. No, like the year oh, after oh, the 2020 okay. was when the, the pandemic started, yeah, right? Like real serious. So um that's when we made the magazine cool yeah do you do training before you uh before you did that no i didn't just jumped on your bike and like, said yeah i i asked it can it be yeah it was like just was riding like a bike right but 80 80k hard, a day man. 80 100k yeah. 80 100k yeah. a day and uh the guy i went with he's in his he's in his 60s oh. and he he's ridden bikes a lot mm. but he wasn't really in like top form but he, he was like you want to go with me and i was just like 
yeah, I got a bike, mm. and it was good enough. And after after the ride, I bought a bike, and now I'm I'm waiting for the right time to just do the. I want to do the East Coast Trail. Mm. That's that's the next one I want to. I do. did it on a motorcycle. Really nice. I bet. Really nice. Yeah, I heard it's windy up there though. Like it gets really windy when you're riding your bike. Mm. Yeah. I drove. We drove our bikes through like eight hours one day, and like uh, you put sunscreen all over your body, obviously. Yeah. But when I sat on the bike, yeah. the the tank pushed my shorts up. Yeah. So the just burn your thighs. The right side of my leg was just roasted, man. That, like my right knee was absolutely <laughs> melted. It was awful. I thought doing a doing a long bike ride like that, you might like. Uh, not like like ruin your back or like crush your knees or something like did you have your bike adjusted uh, oh yeah uh, according to your perfect thing just just jumped on yeah i think i just kind of jumped on whatever felt comfortable like i know that like i don't know what's like the general rule that your leg should like basically extend all the way almost Mm, not quite and i just i don't know i just went for it yeah i definitely had some back pain a couple of those days (laughs) my ass hurt a lot and pushed through it yeah first couple days that's brutal you want to talk about going all out man you see some bikes on the on the trail here just i mean driving on a flat surface these guys got like ten thousand dollar bikes you're like jesus that's uh, so some people though who like get those like really crazy carbon bikes they'll do the sol de busan route in like two days like they're just they're <laughs> yeah. cranking some of them really do go yeah. you know but, like, but that's that's the whole thing here when some guys go they go all in and right it's it's yeah you see it in every hobby i yeah. saw these folks on shin busan just hiking with their bikes <laughs> there you go Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, th- these guys have a different level of going all in. Yeah, I mean when they do it, money doesn't matter, time, pain. If you're signing up, you sign up. That's it. Right. You're one of us, or you're not. <laughs> and it's an exclusive um, club for yeah. for a lot of things. If it's the espresso machine or, or or whatever, I mean, yeah, they take it to a new level. I uh, mm-hmm. I brought my kids' bikes in for a tune up a little while ago. Fill up the tires, grease the chain, whatever. And Tony's like, hey, Dad, how about that bike? I'm like, that's more than our car. <laughs> that bike costs more than your car. <laughs> We're not, you're not buying that bike. It was, uh, yeah, it was, wow, jeez. It, it's incredible. Incredible bike. What's I've, the hardest part of going from Busan to Seoul or Seoul to Busan? I think just, uh, just making sure that I stop before noon. We did that in the summertime. And oh. the heat is just unbearable. No I think doubt. it was, uh, we did it right in the middle of July, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, you'll melt at 8 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, getting out, just making sure uh, the guy I rode with, he wanted to like camp and stuff. And it was like right when the pandemic started and we had all our camping gear and the, the bags on our bikes. Mm. And um, luckily for me, because I didn't really, I wasn't really looking forward to camping. Mm. Like I wanted a shower. I wanted a mattress after mm. the end of every day. Yeah. And uh, the campgrounds were closed. Mm. So I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just sleep like, on a rock early mm. and like making sure like you just hit it early and yeah. Nate's though was Nate's a king of pitching tents. We went camping one time. We went camping one time. This guy wakes up. He's like, the fuck? You slept <laughs> slept on this big ass rock. What the hell, dude? This is lifted up the tent. Oh, this guy th- slept on a turtle for two days. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> it was big freaking turtle in there. It was George's. It was George's nephew. You know that that uh, that three hundred year old dinosaur the turtle same, there. Oh, yeah, he slept the same, on that. The same trip when I think Brian couldn't put his tent away. Oh, dude! He had to set up in thirty seconds or whatever. <laughs> three seconds. Your wife setup. and family will be happier than ever before. Three seconds set up. 
a three second takedown. Yeah. Or a 33 minute takedown. <laughs> no, a 33 minute takedown. But in that stuff back is always hard. Uh, always 25 minute meltdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're cool, but. Hey, I got one on the patio to my other place there. It's just, it looks kind of like an outhouse. Like it's just that kind of teepee shape. Right. And I've just given up on trying to put it away. I get no idea how to do it. I don't even know where it came from. But the yeah. kids like it. They play in it. So we just crumple it up and throw it in the thing. Next time, kind of... The photography stuff comes in mm. stuff like that. When you, like, pop up the box and stuff. Or it's, like, a circle and it's got panels. Yeah. And you got to, like, twist it this way, that way. Yeah. I got to I gotta look at YouTube every single time I put it away. Yeah. Crack the like, Da Vinci hand, code. Put this and hand put that outward. Put this hand inward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cross your Sucks legs. Right up. What? What? Uh, and do you do you think a, a head at all? Like is that a what? tractor beam? Uh, was that a tractor beam? Sucks right up. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, in terms of like future projects, like what you'd be dumb and dumber reference. And I, I'd like to whatever in the next five years or or before I head home or is there anything anything that you you look ahead to? You said you have another project coming up in the future, in the near future. I mean, do you do you think about these? Years in advance, weeks in advance, months in advance? No, I think right now, like, the thing that I'm, like, I, like, constantly kick myself for is I'm just, like, I'm living in a country that is foreign than where I'm from. And I'm, like, I don't think I take enough pictures while I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just need to be taking more pictures. Um, in terms of, like, projects and stuff, uh, I just, I guess I just wait for the inspiration to hit. Um, I don't really think too long into it. But, like I said, I, I try to keep fresh. And I did, like, that online course and you know just try to get some ideas i haven't done that that, the last exhibition i did was a year and a half ago which i guess could seem like a long time but also not at the same time in Mm. terms of just like big projects so i'm kind of glad that this one just kind of popped up and and fell into my lap and kind of forced me to think about something because i don't know i really didn't have any have much else yeah i'm you say about taking not enough pictures I think when I think of, of this and, and our Instagram thing or whatever, which I, mean, I don't really care for, but I do enjoy taking pictures. I do have an SLR camera. I only break it out sometimes because the phone cameras are so good now. But I'm doing I do, I'm doing one right now of like the banners. Like there's no billboards here it, compared to the compared to home. It's just it's these, yeah. these banners. And it's weird. Like you can go tie them up anywhere, any two trees, any sidewalk, wherever you want. It's so different than home. And I know the people here will go, oh, yeah, yeah. But or maybe someone will say, wow, yeah. I never realized, but there isn't almost any billboards here. Uh, there are a couple, but not much. Um, so I'm doing one of those, one of the driving ranges, like the big green monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're, they're so weird. Just look out, just see a big, huge, and now they're kind of normal, but that would seem so awkward if I was just arriving here from home and go, what the hell are these big things, man? Right. So I, I that's back to Nick, Nicky Biscuit's, uh, book there these things seem normal seem to me normal now to know, yeah you know you, there's so many things that we just take for take like, driving like oh it's a big green box oh, it's just a driving he, he takes them right. of the chairs like just abandoned yeah. chairs like they're oh, everywhere yeah. Yeah. yeah right like they're, they're what's your instagram name elemental pq yeah. artist okay yeah <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it <laughs> but, but, but now yeah. now that i saw like a few of his and i'm like this is right, man. There's freaking cha- abandoned chairs everywhere. Right. Like big lazy boys, small desk chairs. I, there's chairs I plan to everywhere. write like a thousand, three thousand word essay on it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I think... You want to talk about those... it a bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us so, the chair spiel. <laughs> okay. It comes from a very, I don't know, like a political policy decision, right? In Korea, you need to pay to throw out big trash. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Most of the people don't pay for throwing out chairs. They yeah. just put it out side somewhere yeah, yeah. and then someone drags them somewhere by the river or just yeah. 
throws them yeah. in the field yeah, yeah, yeah. and you find like chairs in interesting position means people are just trying to be resourceful like blo- blocking parking spots yeah or just like repurpose yeah <laughs> or by uh, the cycling track someone just puts it to take rest someone wants to smoke somewhere yeah absolutely yeah, <laughs> yeah we were just talking about that like you know the the older people near my apartment complex mm. they have like there's a bench there but there's stringed like they they have like their collection of chairs mm. next to this bench and this is where they congregate every day like yeah. they just hang out they yeah. watch but even at the around. grand park i went for but a big crazy. run this morning yeah. and you know the adjacencies play paduk yeah. And there's like the park official benches, but those aren't good enough. I mean, they bring in, like, there's like a, you know who else is like that? Grappa. Grappa Pizzeria. In front of in, the. In Dongu. It's the best pizza shop around. And he's got like mixed, mismatched tables and chairs. Like, he'll have this table with four different chairs. And then the other table is like, and it's like he picked that stuff all up off the street. And he's got the best pizza joint in town. Um, but he's got a big smorgasbord of all kinds of abandoned chairs and stuff but I think <laughs> man how many Koreans come here because they know it's really good food but this would never pass their visual test like what the hell is this place a dump mm. and, and I mean amazing food and he gets the people so yeah anyways I was just saying I, I got a bunch of those kind of ones things going on and another one that I really really love and you say about like taking pictures and turning something basic into something amazing that guy in Seoul who takes the pictures in the marketplace like the cobbler and he takes pictures and then he goes oh and yeah stuff. and he paints them oh, and then he gives yeah, them yeah, the yeah, and then yeah, he just yeah, had yeah, the yeah, exhibition yeah. oh did he he's got an okay. exhibition in Seoul right now for yeah. a couple of weeks or whatever and oh, I might have to man, this his, weekend. his stuff is incredible yeah. and once he got up to like 10 or 20 of these then someone approached him or he whatever and now he's got the exhibition and man his stuff is just phenomenal and like when he brings it back and shows them these they're like holy shit man that's exactly like every little trinket in my shop looks exactly like that right. and he painted the whole damn thing that guy's got amazing stuff. I love it. Hmm. And, and talk about making something out of nothing. I mean, he, you know, we all walk by these things every day. Right. He just stops and takes the picture and goes and paints it. But we have the little Ajumat, the Shijang, that gives us an extra tomato each week. Or, you know, I used to go get my key when I when I needed another key. I'd go to the key-making guy. He was always sitting in that little metal shack. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. small, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy would take a picture and paint it and give it to him. and like The shoe, awesome. the shoe doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sits yeah. in a half a container. The one, dude, <laughs> the, do you remember the one guy that used to sell? There used to be the little markets just of, just down the street from here. Remember the five-day market? There was yeah. one guy. Oh, man. He had, he would sell, was it fish or chicken? I think it was fish. But he would just, he always had like a half-burnt cigarette with like a long ash. And he would just take the fish and just dead stare like, what do you want? <laughs> Boom. and he just had this cutting board man oh that guy's image is burned in my head but never never thought to take a picture damn it <laughs> i'll have to paint him paint him from memory i miss that market i miss that market but um uh, uh what is the drive behind all these pictures is it just like means it goes from being inspired to create something very very deep and a long project or just like i like taking pictures so like mm. can you I, talk about that a bit yeah 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 uh i think uh, just in general, uh, since I started taking pictures, I just like to take pictures. So, um, and like I said, uh, a project could come out of, you know, um, uh, I guess I would have the thought of the project beforehand mm. and I could go ahead and create that project with constraints built out beforehand, or I could just go, you know, years taking pictures and then looking back on them and saying like, what do I have here? Mm. You know, like what happened? So... I don't know. Uh, I 
maybe a couple uh, showings ago. Uh, the The name of the exhibition was just the way things are, and I think that's kind of like my my mantra for the most part mm-hmm. is like I don't do a lot of like po like super posy like studio shoots or anything like that. Like if I if I take a picture and I tell Nate to just turn his head towards me, like that's not posing for me. Like this is a very natural environment and like that's what I'm trying to capture, I think. Mm-hmm. And and I think I just I just kind of move through, you know, time with my camera that way and just saying like, I'm gonna take a picture of this as it is right now, so that later I can look at it again and, and just remember what this looked like or what it was like or, you know, what sounds do you hear? You know, th- those things stick with you in a memory, right? And I think just keeping the visual of that memory keeps all of those other senses of the memory kind of uh, more intact over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. What do you do with all your you, – you have a camera, you take a roll of – you shoot a roll of film? Yeah, I and got, then, I got and then, binders and binders of okay. film negatives, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're all archived. Do, Jeez Louise. Do you take pictures with your phone? I do, but I never, I never look at my photo roll. I what do you take pictures of? I don't know. I, I could tell you right now what I look, look pictures of. I, honestly, I never take wow. it out to take a like a serious picture though. Like I just like uh, I use it to transfer pictures from my other camera. Um, yeah, so like the setup of my my space that's going on right now, my classroom. That's it. Just like very, I don't know. How many pictures do you think you take a week on your phone? That's a good question. According to this, I don't know, less than 50 a week on my phone. Well, yeah. Well, my problem is when I'm taking my take lots. <laughs> right, right, right. right. It's, mine's probably like binge drinking at home. <laughs> I bring my kids out, then I probably take a few extra than I need to, but otherwise I don't don't take too many. Well, I, I mean, I see people in public here, that, and, and they go crazy, like, taking pictures, like, this, 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 like, uh, turn the face this way, like, just selfie, like, selfie culture, right? But, and the, they'll stand in front of this, and then this, and I wonder, I sit there, and I wonder, like, how do you find the picture you want? They all look the same. <laughs> but it's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a hundred each time. It's like, that's, that's their crazy. phone must fill up so fast. That, that culture makes me never want to take pictures. Like, I actually well, uh, get a little self-conscious, too, yeah. because I'm like, I don't. I don't want it to seem like I'm doing that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I just, I don't like the feeling of that. You know what's funny? It feels kind of, I don't know, I guess vain, but. Yesterday I was out and my daughter was like, hey, there's like this little flower kind of setup. She's like, can you take a picture of me? And dude, I never, I never just stop and take pictures. But I did it and I think uh, walked by behind me randomly with his wife and I was like, oh, they. They just saw me like I don't know. Maybe that's their image of me now that like I just stand there. I don't think just, so. just I think so many people like, do it. I, oh. I think about that too. Like I'm like, why am, I, why am I self-conscious about taking a picture of like the the, the decor in this cafe or something? Yeah, right. Like that's so stupid. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, I people, don't people, right. But like I'm just saying, like if if you find something interesting, who okay, cares? Yeah. Just take a picture. I find Everybody else is, you know, getting up out of their seats to take pictures in front of it. I'm just taking a picture of it. You know. I, I find the phone. The phone for me now. We're talking about going back to Canada. Yeah. We're going in the summer, but just talking with the girls and they're getting a little excited and they talk to grandma and grandpa all the time. And, um, like for them, I, I'm just realizing like my daughter, my second daughter has no idea or concept of what Canada is or like even the individual houses will knock her socks off. Like she got no recollection. She's been Florida once, Canada once or twice, once maybe. Yeah. Florida once, San Francisco West Coast once and, and there once. 
but she's got no idea. Like she doesn't have it. And that's like, I try and go through like every six months, we'll pick a place or whatever. And she'll say, Oh, show me the pictures when I was a baby. And it's nice to just have those digital, you know, you're not going to frame everything, but it's so cool for them. Like we didn't have that growing up. Right. And I wish I could show them more pictures of me maybe when I was younger, but that those are, you know, either in boxes in some storage facility or, I mean, you got to actually go digging and actually find them. But I love when I can just click on Facebook or my computer and just go bring out Gina birth. Boom. Look, that's you. And, you know, Lena says, no, that's me. And I'm like, okay, it's both of you, whatever. <laughs> but, but, but now like showing them something they see on TV, the Golden Gate Bridge. Look, you got a picture there. Yeah. Showing them places we've been in the Philippines and whatever, uh, wherever else we've gone. But. I like having those digital versions available for that and for the kids to recall and remember. And then it starts coming back to them. Look, remember you were at Nona's house? Remember you were at Uncle's house swimming? Oh, oh. And then I think it slowly brings back, you know, they have been lucky and traveled a lot. And without those, I think they just would just fade away. Like, right. if my mom and dad said you went to Disney when you were four, I'd be like, that was a waste of money. I mean, I, no, I get no, no it's idea. In, it's in you somewhere, man. That, I, I get, it, oh, all, it all adds to your, to your... I spoke to a kid back home and I'm going to hire him to scan all of the photos I have uh, in the box. Yeah, wow. probably some summer. You're also yeah. in your work to India? Huh? We have like a yeah, big box. <laughs> <laughs> they make, uh, and, they yeah. make like picture scanners too, like where it's just like, like a hundred of men or something. It's yeah. just like, mm. goes right through. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. They're wow. Sweet. It's a great business for young young people like, I mean middle school high school hey you want me to scan all your pictures here give me all the buck I'll do them part time job done yeah. Yeah. cool anyways give us the make sure you send us the address and, and whatnot. we'll post uh, we'll post all that stuff I'll get yeah, the episode cool. I'll get the episode up tonight too cool. we can uh, we can spread it all around do you want me to share it with like the Busan group and all that yeah, stuff yeah that'd be cool yeah. thanks so much yeah, let's plug everything uh, tell us our your Instagram and where the cafe is and the exhibit and everything. Yeah, so the exhibition is going to be starting this Friday, and I guess it'll be up for about three to four weeks at uh, Newport in Busan in Namchandong. Uh, their Instagram is Newport underscore Busan. And if you want to check out any of my stuff, you can check out my Instagram, which is now.developing. And I have now, now, now dot, de- dot developing. Oh, I thought you mean you changed it. Now I now it's. Oh no 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 no! The, the username is now dot developing. D O T. No, no, it's a dot. Yeah, but on Instagram, you don't know one. It's everyone. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's three yeah, other guys yeah, that have D O T. We'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> but just yeah. everyone under forty developing. just assumed that it was a period. Yeah, yeah. Now dot <laughs> developing. It was a uh, that that came that username came from a blog that I had started when I started mm-hmm. using uh, film cameras and stuff. So I was like blogging about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. That's still up. Uh, now developing dot photos. If you want to check that out too, mm-hmm. and I also have my own website, which is dylanbarnes.com Sweet. I guess elemental P. What, what is it? So, <coughs> so dude, I've read it a hundred times. Kids, I still don't. Kids sing notice. this song like A B C D. Yeah, like, and then they say like elemental P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my daughter sings that's one letter. Yeah, right. <laughs> elemental P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah elemental P. Where does it stop though? You you had elemental P. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it stop? I, I haven't my, seen my, my nickname ever. in yeah. university was Tauke T A U K E. And then I had this T-shirt with all those letters on it, yeah. so I just like come. Okay, okay, that's the yeah, okay, that, that <laughs> threw me off at the end. Elemental P Q R S Tau Tauke. Okay, I got you. It was also intentional to keep it very very long. Unconventional. People remember it. 
Yeah, just like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, dude. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, Let's go check you. out some cherry blossoms. Peace. Peace.